Let's talk a little bit today about content optimization tools and how you should use them. Now, if you're unfamiliar with a content optimization tool, basically what that does is it allows you to plug in a keyword, then the tool will go off and it will inspect the search engine results page, the SERP, and it will analyze the content that is ranking, say, in the top five to 10 places. It'll then work out what keywords are being hit, what are the commonalities, how frequently they are using those keywords, and also it'll work out things like the questions that are being answered by each piece. Now, the benefit of this is that if your content covers off a lot of different keywords and you know is effectively the same as the other pieces in the search engine results page, then yeah, maybe you're gonna rank. Maybe there's a good likelihood that you will be able to rank in the top results. And if you're targeting top of funnel, high volume keywords, it's not necessarily a bad approach to just go off and try and create a piece of content that basically does exactly the same stuff as all of the other pages on there. But if you're thinking about how to actually get customers, it's an incredibly bad approach. On today's episode, we'll take a look at how this problem plays out, and we'll also look at a better approach and how you should use these tools to accomplish both ranking pieces, but also getting customers. I'm Mark Thomas. I'm the head of growth at Powered by Search, and today I'm gonna talk you through some of the best knowledge that we have on building B2B SaaS businesses. Now, if any of this is interesting to you and you want to read more, you should go to our website. It's poweredbysearch.com and check us out there. So content optimization tools, as we've already mentioned, like ClearScope, MarketMuse, and Surfer really, really are helpful. But I would say that most teams, in my experience, are actually using them backwards. Now, many content marketers think that the process for writing search-optimized content should go, one, define the keyword that you want to rank for. Two, plug that keyword into optimization tools. Three, write to brief. And four, hit as many keywords as possible. Now, there's a number of problems with this approach. The first one is that you're defining keywords most of the time based on using a tool like Hrefs. So you've gone and you've searched Keywords Explorer and you've tried to find a probably a mixture of keywords that are A, high volume, but B, low keyword difficulty. Those are increasingly rare, but also the issue with them is that they fairly seldom convert into actual business for you. And the reason for that is that the high volume keywords tend to be informational versus transactional or actually solving a problem whatever that is called taxonomically. So you get these high volume keywords, people who are searching for these terms aren't often looking for an actual solution to a problem, they're looking for a piece of information. An example here, I created a guide once responding to top of funnel queries, customer satisfaction based queries for a client and the conversion rate on those pages was less than 1%, but they ranked in a really, really competitive niche. Now, what does that tell us? It tells us that 
if you are trying to raise general brand awareness and you can get a significant amount of this kind of content, even if fewer than 1% of visitors actually convert on a high volume keyword, maybe you're going to end up with a bit of business. But the better approach would be to start with the bottom of the funnel, which is what we always recommend people do at Powered by Search. The second problem is that all of those tools will only tell you what Google is already ranking. They won't tell you what is going to help you rank and convert visitors. So there is a big difference between writing, say, a guide to room booking systems and then a review of specific room booking systems with your room booking system at the top. I'm taking an example there from a recent client project. The trick is to write content that helps your customer build their awareness throughout their journey with you. So you want them to get from problem aware, they know that they have a problem, all the way to product aware, and at the end of the day, buying your product. We've talked about this many times before on the podcast, but let's just drive it home. So what should you do? How should you use these tools to get the most out of them? Well, the better approach to using these tools goes like this. First, you start by understanding customer pain points. If there's one thing that I would get tattooed to my body, and you know, jokingly, last year I did get a fake tattoo of this, you can see that on Twitter, it would be target customer pain points. Understanding what your customer's pains are means that you can better respond with content at all the stages of the customer awareness journey in order to get them to a place where they are ready to either buy your product or realize that it's the wrong product for them and you can take them out of the funnel. The second thing is that you write an opinionated piece on how to solve that problem. So maybe rather than saying, what is customer satisfaction, as I did in my top of funnel article, we write a piece which is about satisfying the actual intent that many people have, which is, hey, I want to improve my customer satisfaction scores, or I want to measure customer satisfaction scores. Those are pain-based keywords, and they will rank for you with not a huge amount of effort if you are able to write an opinionated piece on how to solve your customer's problem. Now, the second thing is to write that opinionated piece on how to solve the problem. The next part of the puzzle is to summarize that problem into a short keyword like query. So what does that look like? Well, let's say I had written that opinionated piece on my customer's pain point of actually measuring customer satisfaction scores. Well, a keyword that I might say is how to measure customer satisfaction. That would be a keyword. I would summarize effectively the customer's pain point into a short keyword-like query. I've already got an opinionated piece. I've got a version of reality that I think is the best way to measure customer satisfaction. So now I'm going to take that and I'm going to plug it into a tool like Hrefs to find keywords that sort of match what my narrative is, but also satisfy potentially some other characteristics of good keywords like volume or 
keyword difficulty, as we talked about as the first point that most people do. So most people will do that first. I recommend that you do that probably the fourth thing that you do. It's okay to target high volume and low keyword difficulty keywords. It's okay to target low volume and high keyword difficulty keywords. Everything is dependent on your specific use and your specific challenge. So just keep that in mind. But when you have decided on a keyword that you think is the right keyword for your piece and ultimately for your customers, the kinds of things that they're actually searching for, plug that keyword into optimization tools like ClearScope, MarketMuse, or Surfer. If you're just getting started with this, Surfer is a really easy tool to use, and it will give you the kind of the basics to actually understand how these tools work. Take that content editor report that they generate for you, and then plug your actual opinionated piece that you've already written into that tool. You will see that there is a content score based on that input that you've given, it's likely to be quite low. Okay, so how do you get it to be a place where it's you know high? And just keep in mind here, the content score is not the actual important thing, but what it indicates is that you're covering off the majority of keywords that other people are also writing to. So you take that score and then you do this. You add in sections or adjust narratives so that they hit the optimization tools guidelines. Now, there are some people who are listening to this who've just cringed at that. And the reason that they've cringed at that is because it sounds like what I'm saying is to write to the optimization tools scores, but that's not at all what I'm saying. All that I'm saying here is that you can write an opinionated piece that also fulfills Google's intent to find the best pages to rank for specific queries. Adding in sections, or what I like to do is add in visually differentiated box outs. So like if you're reading a magazine and there was a little piece off at the side, kind of a, you call it a sidebar in magazine journalism, which is like adjacent to the main article, but isn't a key part of the narrative. And you can put those into, you know, maybe a, a box with a different background color or something like that. Hrefs do this really well on their blog. I've also used this technique extensively in content marketing, and it really does work. Because what you're doing is you're fulfilling some of the informational and transactional queries that you might not want to rank for directly, but that will help Google say, okay, this page covers the topic fully. And you do that in a way that doesn't detract from your overall narrative. And then because those people were cringing, I just want to address this. This is really important. Don't be afraid to ignore the recommendations where it doesn't make sense for you. So each one of these tools will tell you, here's the keywords that you should include. The other day, John Henry Shirk, friend of Powered by Searches, shared on Twitter an instance where there was a satisfaction score article, a measuring satisfaction scores. Now, there are two things that you can measure satisfaction scores for. You can measure customer satisfaction or you can measure employee satisfaction, just as an example. The SERP was actually divided between customer and employee satisfaction scores. 
there is no company in the world that would actually want to rank for those two things at the same time. They're totally different disciplines. They're totally different needs. And so it doesn't make sense that you should try and rank for both of those things. But because the intent on the SERP itself is actually split between those two things, because Google hasn't yet decided whether it wants to rank pages about employee satisfaction scores or customer satisfaction scores, it doesn't make sense for you to write an article and follow the keyword optimization recommendations where it says you should include employee 16 times or you should include customer 17 times. Instead, make a judgment call based on what you're seeing in the SERP from your independent research. Because remember this, people at the end of the day, they search for solutions, not for keyword optimized articles. So to summarize the approach, first and foremost, give customers what they're looking for. Even if this means that you are not writing an article that looks remotely the same as the other articles ranking in the SERP. The second thing is give Google what it wants after you've given the customer what they want and need in order to move down that customer awareness journey. Because at the end of the day, you're not a newspaper. You're trying to convert people from unknowns to customers who love you. Give Google what it wants second. And then the third thing is over time, the SERP will change. Google will work out that people are converting on your page and pages similar to yours. And so you just need to continue to optimize what people want, then what Google wants in that order until the point where those two things converge onto a single narrative. And at that point, you were probably an early adopter and you're in a good place to dominate the SERP for that specific query. So to summarize then, don't start by defining keywords and then writing keywords optimized articles based on an arbitrary content brief that you get from ClearScope, MarketMuse, or Surfer. Instead, focus on the customer pain points. Then write an opinionated piece on how to solve those pains. Then think about keywords and how you can satisfy search intent after. I'll see you next time. Now, if you enjoyed that today and you want to do something about your B2B SaaS marketing, you should get in touch with us. You can do that by going to poweredbysearch.com and checking out our assessment page, or you can browse the case studies and blogs that we have on the site. Now, if you're not ready to do that, definitely say hi anyway. You can ping me on Twitter. I'm at I am Mark Thomas, that's Mark with a C. Or you can ping our founder and CEO, Dev Basu, and connect with us there. Looking forward to seeing you again for another episode.